0: Not be that smart and they may not be that pretty, but they like to talk about Cardiff City. It's the view from the Ninian, and with views from the Ninny, and not shoes from the Ninny, and the view from the ninny It's the hottest
1: day of the year, and we're doing a podcast in our bedrooms, like the sad little men that we are. It's the view from the Ninian. Um, it's taken us about half an hour to get to this point because all of our laptops, all of our laptops, my laptop was collapsing in the heat, but we've made it. We're here, we're recording. I'm joined as usual by Ben Price and Tom Phillips. Ben, you're in a vest. How does that feel? I am. It's not quite a wife eater, but wife, wife eater, wife beater even.
0: But it's, uh, yeah, it's a needed. I'm boiling. I believe it's a basketball vest, isn't it? It is. It's fresh. It's a Brooklyn Nets uh, jersey fresh on it, it's a cho- child's extra large that I bought there, because the adults were a stupid size, and yeah, Mrs. bought it me for my birthday, we were in the stadium, and she questioned, so the one was like, you are aware this is a Kids XL,
1: and Fee just turned to
0: her and went, how fucking fat are your children?
1: In fairness, though, I guess basketball jerseys built for people who are 7 foot 7, aren't they? Um, and the yeah, but Kids, kids XL, I'm, I'm 6 foot, and Fourteen stone. It's
0: not like I'm um, big boy.
1: Uh, Tom, you want to tell us how tall you are and your weight?
2: <laughs> uh, I'm six foot three, uh, and I'm not telling you my weight because I'm currently going through a, a rough couple of weeks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, do you want to tell the, the listeners who your favourite basketball team is? Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> good. <laughs> They're a good team. They won the league, didn't they, a couple of years ago? This is a weird start.
0: I know, it's it's it's, got really weird.
1: This is is weirder than when we were LA fans. Well, we we could go back to being LA fans if you want, but um, I think the key thing to discuss is obviously uh, quite a lot has happened in the last few weeks since we last did a podcast, but the main thing to talk about, Ben, is that we have a kit. We do, and it's a nice one, isn't it? What would you rate out of 10, snap verdict? It's a solid seven, half, eight. It's... The best
0: one we've had since probably the first Adidas kit in my opinion, arguably the best since the uh, first Malky kit,
1: the blue one. Ooh, high
0: praise, Tom.
2: I think it's a seven. I think I'm bored of looking at exactly the same sponsor, but it's not a gambling company or anything like that. So I'll take that. So, you know, I'm not going to go for the grass. is -is always greener approach because we could end up with some horrible shit on the front of it. But I think it's nice... I like the collar. I like the little subtle bluebirds in the background that seem to be less subtle every time I look at it. Like when they mm-hmm. announced Ojo, suddenly I was fully aware that there's a hundred bluebirds on the front of the kit, which I didn't first notice. But um, no, I like it. I think when you look at some of the other monstrosities you've got across the leagues, we're lucky. But then you've got the likes of Norwich's kit, which is oh.
1: absolutely wonderful. So <laughs> we're somewhere in the, we're somewhere in the middle. So I'll take that. Yeah, Norwich's is, is a gold tier and not because it's yellow, but because it's a, a proper 80s throwback and it's like really well done. Um, ben, we heard from Tom there what he likes about the kit. Uh, he mentioned the collar, the subtle bluebirds in the background. Uh, what do you like about the kit?
0: Yeah, I like the simplicity of design. It's not, they've not gone wild with it. It's just a subtle little nod. It's a bespoke kit, isn't it? It's something that's actually ours, not just a template that we've sort of stuck a couple of bits on to hope that we can make it feel a bit more unique it's a proper kit that's sort of taken our culture designed for us and yeah i'm really happy with it i think it's probably going to be the best thing but having a smaller company focused on us
1: is that we can get these bespoke kits and have something that's really unique to us in the I'm going to say finagling that it took to us to going on air because of my internet being really bad Tom we found that the kit's going to be going on sale on the 16th of July that's this coming Saturday, will you be buying it on Saturday. Not on Saturday. Do you want to see what it fits like on a normal person, rather than the fit footballers. I will be doing that for sure I will let my
2: dad buy it first. (laughs) Um, laugh at him and then see what happens no I think. I'll do my usual thing of not buying it straight away because, you know, I'll convince myself I'll get it later in the season when it drops in price and then have a massive FOMO of buying it about a week later. But, you know, I, I just, I'm quite excited by it all. It's nice to have a new manufacturer, isn't it? Like, I think we were crying out for having Adidas like back back before we had it and then it got quite boring and, I, yeah, just quite excited. and I, And
1: our kit bingo went well. Um, it bingo did go well I think we got a full house within the first few minutes of the kit going live yeah you know we had the call to the white shorts
2: we had the giving the money I just uh, was it take my money now and all that
1: sponsors boring um, yeah I've just done that one yeah sorry yeah, did you say that yeah exactly you're playing bingo along at the moment aren't you I am yeah um, ben, I well, was they're doing, say they're doing so. women's fits as
0: well which I think is really finally a good thing to do because Adidas are only just the
1: standard men's fit for men and women so good I was going to say about Adidas, Ben. It's it's all well and good craving that kind of big name supplier, but they're only a big name supplier for a team like Chelsea or a team like Man United. For every other club, they don't give a shit, do they?
0: No, you're on that. Once you're in that sort of B level of clubs like we with on their rankings, it's just yeah, it's two kits a season, the standard training wear, and limited on what you can put out. It's the idea of having Adidas was much. It was better than Cosway Sports. I will say that at the time. I think part of that's why we were so excited. But yeah, the thought of having Adidas was much better than actually having them. Um, Yeah, last year, I'm a massive football kit nut. I love football kits and I haven't bought a single one of last year's kits. It sort of shows the sort of level of where I'm at with Adidas. Whereas I think Saturday, (laughs) at some point Saturday during the day, I'll be down the Superstore grabbing a kit for this one because I'm really excited for it. I generally can't remember what last kit
1: last year's kit was. It was the blue top man rip off, wasn't it? Oh, of course it was. Yeah, God, no, I, yeah, I didn't buy that one. I bought, I bought the, I bought a couple of the away shirts from the last couple of years, and I got the home shirt from the Harry Wilson season because you could get it for a tenner at one point, and that's actually quite a nice shirt. I got the away kit from last year, and I got the mint green kit from the year before that became our third kit last year because that's a really nice shirt as well.
0: That must have sold hundreds because that was pretty much every kit down the stadium was either the remake of the. Uh, Southwest Southwest Echo, Echo or that
1: mint green kit it was yeah. wild how many of those are there at the stadium on uh yeah that's nice. lovely um i guess tom the the most important question is obviously we've talked about whether we're going to look good in it but of the players you've seen in it who looks the best i thought james collins looked lovely in the shirt i think he did I, i'll start with who looked the, the most mental and i think
2: um when they did the photo shoot i think mark McGuinness. Wore his black boots <laughs> and it genuinely looked like he'd had his school, school shoes on shoes. after a PE lesson um, and was going home in the kit. I don't think that was the greatest choice of footwear from him. But it, it does on on a professional athlete, the kit looks marvelous. The the collar works. I think it'll depend on. You know, I, I'd like to see the first big beer get down the pub with it on. I'm not sure it'll look quite as majestic. But yeah, on a professional athlete, it, it
1: looks pretty smart. I guess that's the thing, right? Because one one sports company's xl is another sports company's double xl or another sports company's large and that's the thing that worries me because i'm between large extra large and extra extra large depending on where i shop at the moment you know i'm a, I'm a big lad for those who are, have never met me before i'm six foot four and i'm hulking shall we say um so i need to figure out i need to go and see the shirt in person before i buy it or i'll get my brother to do it because he's a bit taller than me and he might go and get it and just tell me what i need to buy which is probably the, the thing I need to do. So, Adam, if you're listening, can you go down on Saturday, get the shirt and tell me what size I need to buy? That'd be really useful. Um, we still haven't seen the Home and Away kits, uh, the, the Away kits, sorry, should I say, in the third kit, Ben. Um, what are you hoping for from an Away kit?
0: Just something cool. Something a bit something different. Cool. but Like a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, that'd be class. Like proper <laughs> pine- pineapples all the way down. Yeah. So instead of the Bluebirds, it's pineapples. All right. Tom?
2: Yeah, I think just something a bit different. Um, I know people are crying out for some yellow trim and things like that, but like like Ben said earlier on, it's just nice to have some bespoke kits. You know, the idea that we weren't big enough to have a third kit and we had to keep a third kit secret unless we had to use it when we had the the, the kit that looked like the hull kit is just absolute madness, really, isn't it? So yeah, I'm just excited the the fact that we've I think we've got definitely got another two kits coming out that are ours you know not like when we have to share kits with oh we've got this kit sort of Halifax um you know it's, it's <laughs> Aberdeen it's just... wasn't it
1: Aberdeen in the premier league yeah they're the same kit as Yeah we exactly.
2: I like you got to have similarities between clubs and stuff but no I'm just
1: excited to um to see what we get um talking about the kit Ben, it's had its first outings in our first couple of pre-season games this year. So um, Cambridge, Newport, they're the two games we played so far. Um, Cambridge beat them 3-2, was it, in the end? 3-2 in the end, yeah. 3-2. I mean, the overarching uh, view on the game was that we played well. There was some nice interplay. We looked like a squad that was coming together, and there were some good goals in that.
0: Yeah, going forward, we looked brilliant. Um, Really, really sexy football at times, knocking about well. Everyone sort of seems really well drilled. It's not a case of some players being further ahead on the thinking than others. It seems like the team's very well drilled. Players know their roles. And yeah, it's just silky, lovely stuff. Like some of those goals were wonderful. It was really, really nice to see. And yeah, got me very excited for the season. Which I Yeah, I think we
1: actually look like we're going to pass it around.
0: Yeah, I think it was the second goal that I was watching the highlights for. And the cam the cameramen are so stuck into their sort of natural reactions of flinging the camera across to get yeah. the yeah going long But he went d- he or she don't know who it was went to do it, Day, but- it and then they yeah stopped halfway through because they realised oh shit it's gone short and the build up from there was yeah lovely lovely football it's um yeah at the backs worrying me a bit they've got two goals that we conceded against Cambridge are really poor yeah, um, yeah really sort of it's hard to read into that I think. A lot of players. I think both games it's hard to read in too much into because you're starting with James Collins for one who looks set to be going to Derby. That's what he was telling people last night. Um, yeah. So it's you can't get too excited, but I am very excited at the same
1: time as one of those, isn't it? Tom from the first game against Cambridge, we saw the the, the debut for many people But one of the player that seemed to stand out was Rinamoto. Um he looks like quite the player in the midfield, doesn't he?
2: Yeah, I was shocked that we signed him, to be honest. I thought he'd be someone who'd aim a little bit higher than us. I think the Reddin fans, you know, they were kind of going, oh, he's going to Cardiff because he's getting a bit more money. And I think they're deluded. Um, So I think it is a bit of a shock to everyone. Yeah, exactly. We're just as broke as they are. So, yeah, it seems a bit of shrewd business. It's business I didn't expect us to do. And he seems to have
1: slotted in nicely from the early glimpses that we've seen. So definitely positive. Um. Another player who stood out in that first game, Ben, uh, stood out against Newport as well, was Ollie Tanner on the wing. Um, all I have written down for him is that he runs with closed fists. Uh, so that must mean he runs really quickly? <laughs> he's uh, he's going to get a few people excited this year,
0: isn't he? He, um, yeah. he looks an absolute baller. Uh, first game, people were sort of like, cut out the, it seemed like he was told to cut out the Hollywood balls and don't be afraid to have a shot. Came to Newport and that's exactly what he was doing, looking to get on the ball, run at people. Yeah, I think he's going to be a fan favourite. He really, really stood out. You can see he's raw. You can see there's a lot of development needs to come from him. But yeah, it's another one where they're like, oh, that's going to be a fun one to watch.
1: But that's what we like, isn't it, Tom? You know, I think we talked about it on the show before. We like those wingers who are raw and get us out of our seat. You know, we, we I'll mention his name Josh Murphy in those first four or five 100%. games in the Premier League. He looked like that kind of winger, but then he, his confidence went. Paul Parry was a direct winger who got down the line. We've always liked those players. And Tanner is just an even rawer version of that player, isn't
2: he? 100%. It's like that's why we were still crying out for more from Josh Murphy five years in when we knew we were not going to get it, because that's just what we want. You know, there's a reason we like the likes of Chris Burke and people like that, people who got down the side of oh yeah, the balls the And it's just like, we love that. And as we'll go on to later, certain is coming in now as well. We just want people to run at people, put balls in the box. Yeah, we're probably lacking in the middle there at the moment to get that ball to someone. But Tan is ideal. You know, we've got someone who looks like a, a toddler who's trying really hard at sports <laughs> day with his with uh, with his, with his uh, fist <laughs> closed. But like, he's he's excited, you know, and it's going to take him a while to get up to speed because they were a poor Newport team, for example, but it's someone with potential. We've got plenty of other youngsters there and we've made some pretty shrewd signings around him. So hopefully we've got the right environment for him to develop and so he can get us off our seats.
1: I think the thing, the, the point you make about him getting up to speed, I think it's really important that he looks good against poor Newport teams because obviously he's come from Lewis in the Isthmian Premier, I think it was. So he's come from... Newport is, I think, Ismian Prem is three levels below. So he's gone. If, if he looks good against a team who are three levels above, and you know it's pre-season, then you have to think: well, when he actually gets into gear and gets involved with the team even more, then he might not be Championship level just yet. But his potential and his upside will be Championship level because if that's how he looks against a League Two team, then it's going to be it only bodes well, I think, for how he's going to look in the Championship. Um, we talk about the Newport game, Ben. Uh, you were there last night at the the Leckwith Athletic Stadium. I watched it on a stream. Um, I was really impressed with the the thing that stood out to me the most was how willing we were to play it out from the back. I think there's you know Wintle who last year obviously came back in and everyone raved about him at the back end of the season but it looks like he's got another dimension to his game. He's coming deep to get the ball from the keeper, he's the one who's taking it back to the keeper, he's the outlet for the ball. And that's something we haven't seen as a Cardiff team before, is it? Playing it out from the back. Yeah, he's linking it up as
0: well. Uh connecting the field and the defence and the attack. He's the perfect player for it. Just really come to that role it looks like the role sort of he's been born to play for this club it's really really fun to see sort of it's not simple it was 20 minutes in I think I was chatting to my mate who I went with and it was the case of like we haven't pumped it long I'm not no. used to this I'm used to literally watching the ball go up in the air the ball goes back to the keeper and it's it's like a muscle reflex that my head does that as it goes yeah. out. but <laughs> nope just play along the back keep it simple look for the passes and it, it's not what I really enjoyed about the Newport game was it wasn't just passing it about the back for the sake of passing it about. There was intent with every pass. They were looking to create that little bit of space to get it forward as quickly as possible. It was the best of like Warnock ball where it is the idea is to get it forward as quickly as possible but whilst trying to be possession-based. Mm-hmm. And I think if we keep to this style, I know it's it was a poor Newport side and it's Cambridge and all that, but we keep with that style for the rest of the season. People aren't going to complain. I think it's going to be really, really fun to watch. There's going to be times where it goes tits up. We're going to we saw it early in the second half. The keeper's going to get put under pressure at times. It's going to be mistakes. It's going to happen. But if fans are patient. I think they're in for a bit of a special treat this year. It's um, Yeah, it's really, really exciting, really encouraging. Sort of, it's got me excited for football again, which I, I was. don't know if I was ready for the season to come back just yet. Yeah, I was sort of still burnt out from the... From the um, yeah, yeah. It's, it Nationals. seems to have come around very quickly, hasn't it? Yeah, and suddenly I'm like, oh, I can't wait what that one trip like I never thought I'd get that excited about football at, Leck- at the Athletic
1: Stadium. Um Tom Ben mentions it there, you know, the fans, if the fans are patient, we, we could be into something special. It's we're we're kind of we're going through that transition, aren't we? And Steve Morrison is trying a new way of doing things. Do you think the fans will be patient? It seems to me like they will be. It seems like they're buying into it, but it's different in preseason to when it is 15 games into the season when things might not be going our way.
2: Yeah, it'll be interesting because I think we should be going into this with, like, zero stress and, like, very little expectation. Like, we we should be going into it thinking, look, if we finish anywhere above mid-table, we've had a fantastic season. What Mm -hmm. I am worried about is people getting carried away because we've won two in a row now, and if we go on to get a result against Cheltenham, Shrewsbury, Swindon, suddenly we're looking at... Yeah, installed his favourites. Yeah, exactly. But I'm hoping that expectation level is still... Down a little bit, but it is just exciting. Like you said, I think Glenn Williams tweeted it, didn't he? Saying, uh, Looking at the warm up, um, and like we, yeah. it's not just during the game, during the warm up, it was mini we were, five like, sides, wasn't it? Yeah, it wasn't just pumping balls, and you didn't just have all the defenders lining up, just knocking headers back and forth. There's they're working on stuff, they're working on styles of play, and that's what we're seeing coming through now. Like, we, I, like, I moaned about it last season. Like, what is our style of play? We had 30% possession one game, 65% the next. And we were using it as a transition period. We've got a lot of new faces in now. And I think we're starting to see a solid kind of foundation that people are buying into. So, yeah, as long as we keep our expectations low, we're going to have an exciting season because we'll lose games, but we'll do it in an exciting fashion.
1: But all, all the players who are coming in, Ben, are of that similar profile, aren't they? They're not players who are going to lump it long or players who are, are attritional footballers, you know, we, we've signed Shea Ojo, which we'll come to later today, but he's a classy winger. Rinomoto is a midfielder who likes to get the ball down and play passes. Remain Sawyers is a creative outlet for our midfield players. And I think Wintle is a prime example of someone who's evolving with the system into more of a football that, that he wants to be. It's It's deliberate, isn't it? And Steve Morrison is building something here that we've not had before, which is that ethos and I, you know, ethos and identity that we've wanted. Yeah. They've, They've scouted
0: really well. They've identified the players they need. They know they're not bringing players in then looking to fit them into a system. They've got the system and they're getting and then, players yeah. into suit the super system. And that's a refreshing, that's massively refreshing change to what we've had before. We sort of had players come in. And like I think Gavin White's a key example. Played really played well when he came on against Newport. But realistically, these questions we're still asking questions on Twitter of where well, is he going to play this year? Is he going to play in the 10? Is he mm-hmm. going to play as a winger? Is he even going to be at the club? He's sort of one of the last sort of examples of those players that sort of came into the club where you could sort of see why he came in, but you don't really know where he's going to play and what he came in for. Whereas every player now is coming, you're going, right? That player's coming in, he's coming in to fill that play, yes. the hole there. He's coming in as a cover for that player there. And I love that. I really, really love it. It's an identity, and we know what to expect now when it comes to play. And we know what and players know what they're expected to do as well. At times we've had players look lost on that pitch. They don't know what's expected and them, especially towards the end of the McCarthy reign. Players oh. didn't have a clue what to do, and it just bit us on the arse more times. Now every player knows their drills. Yeah, They know what they've got to come in, and yeah, it's ace. I'm really, really excited.
1: Tom, uh, which players stood out to you from, from the, the, the performance last night? I think, like we
2: mentioned, Tanner uh, already, I think, over the couple of games. I think Eli King. There's yep. another one that, not not only on the pitch, but off the pitch in his interviews, he's a yes. very mature head on some very young shoulders. That's the bleep test. Exactly. Oh, That was mental. I was tired watching him. Completed like, it, didn't he? He completed yeah, it, yeah. As, as yeah. a man who was normally in his the mid-sixes on the bleep test, <laughs> and no further, I, I, I honestly, I was struggling to watch him do it. But I think that's the thing. We've got a lot of youngsters there now who've had game time towards the end of last season are kicking on in pre-season and now being accompanied by some new faces as well. So I'm really excited to see the development of the talent we already had there. It's unlucky that Isaac Davis is out with a knock at the beginning of the season, Mm. because I think he'll benefit from having more direct players on the wings, having the likes of Sawyers in there with a creative pass. Because, you know, with Davis, with Waters, if he does get some game time, they're clever runners off the ball. And if you've got the people to pick him out that we didn't have there before, because the likes of Pack and stuff are underperforming, they weren't doing any killer passes. If we've got people providing now, we've got people to run onto it, then we'll get the best out of the players that we didn't last season. So some encouraging signs already from the players. um I, I over the last couple of games. That we've
1: still got players to come back in. You know, Riles yes. has got to come back in. Sawyers has got to come back in. Reuben Colwell's got to come back in. And they're, in theory, three first-team players who are going to take up those slots. And the the system we seem to be playing this kind of 4-3-3 i think could be really dynamic next year um it, it almost feels like a fluid 4-3-3 into like a 4-5-1 depending on whether we need to defend an attack and i think players like isaac davis mark harris we've seen looking quite lively in pre-season they could all benefit from this new system that comes into place um we talked about gavin white then the goal he scored i mean it was lovely build at play wasn't it yeah i need lovely to see passing it. around on the counter
0: Ball on the floor, quick attacking, decisive play. Wingers getting the balls out of the box, exactly the sort of football Cardiff fans love. And a cool finish from a player I wasn't really expecting for. Like, I don't think you see ever score for us in preseason. Never mind, like I know it's not a competitive goal, but like the same sort of it pop up there. It's not something that I expect to see from Gavin White. He's sort of been
1: known as that defensive winger. So yeah, it was just. But- <laughs> most people thought kevin white should be deployed at right back for yeah obviously half the time we've had him whoa try him a right back he might be the answer to our prayers absolutely not the guy's an attacker and that's where he should be playing um and i guess the final point tom is not it's not all plain sailing ben alluded to earlier um alsop um almost dropped a bollock early in the second half um do you think that's just adjustment to a new way of playing a new system it, it kind of just looked like a comedy of errors yeah i think it's like
2: even harder for keepers to come up to speed in pre-season with the touch of the ball and things like that so you know you'd rather them get the mistake get the cliches out now but did you rather them get the mistakes out in pre-season than when the season comes round so you know you're going to have the odd one or two now it's nothing to worry about um,
1: and I'm sure you'll be fine when the season comes round I hope so he looks like a good keeper I think with him and Olmwick as a a, 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 a a two that's pretty good pretty good Then um, I think did you put this in Leckwith? really is a shit place to watch football uh, Address uh, some plan. of those grievances. That was Tom, but I fully
0: echo that uh, sentiment. Um, like it's not ideal. The pitch, you've not just got a running track, you've got a long jump track. Then you've got a running track. Then you've got dugouts that are seemingly the like no light goes through them. You can't see a single thing, so they're blocking out third of the pitch. It wasn't a fun experience to watch <laughs> football. It was yeah. The the atmosphere was fun. It was sort of like nice for kids. kids are having a great time meeting a lot of city players, getting the shirt signed. But as far as sort of watching football, you you lost a third of the pitch just because you couldn't see Fuckle through the dugouts. If the dugouts were on the other side, it would have made it massively better.
1: But oh interesting. Did. I didn't even consider yeah, that's something I've not really considered before because they do just stand out, don't they? So um yeah.
0: They sat out there and there's nothing, there's no, it's not like they're transparent or anything so you can see no, through the bagu- they are blocks of just plastic. You can't see fuck all through. Like Tanner was down for a while and I couldn't see that he was down. It's just all sorts of things. That, it was wild. Yeah. It was I didn't realize how bad it was until I went
1: there. But well, that was the last. Was that the last home preseason friendly? Because we've got yeah, it is. uh Chapman this weekend, Shrewsbury next weekend, and then we're at Swindon away the following week. Um so um we will we won't have to play at Leckwith ever again then. So don't you worry about that. we well, the see under
0: 23 still playing. Isn't it? I was looking to go down and watch I some of the women's yeah. games as well and uh this season,
1: but now they've gone. It's uh yeah, I don't think that's something I'm gonna be doing. No, I think I think stay to the Carter City Stadium. Um it's a shame really because I think I always I always kind of like the the old athletic tracks and the old athletic stand was quite was quite interesting. I remember going to watch the Inter Cable Tell versus Arsenal there or oh no, Everton or Arsenal? I can't remember. Inter CableTel played there all those years ago. And I quite enjoyed watching a little football match there, but the new stand doesn't seem interesting. Tom, you're back in the room. Um I think um we've already touched upon it, uh, but there's a couple of players you kind of want to talk about from a, a returning kind of standpoint. Um we've, got, we've talked about Gavin White, we've talked about but one player we haven't talked about is Max Watters or Waters or Waters. Uh, depends who who you are and how you say it. Um Scored a goal in that first pre-season game. Looked quite lively up front. I think I've had conversations with people where I thought assumed that he'd be on his way out because of him liking Russell Martin's Instagram photo all those months ago. <laughs> um, is this his redemption season? Is this his redemption arc? Or are we getting a striker in and he's leaving as soon as we can? Oh,
2: it could go either way, couldn't it? Like I, I feel like if if it's ever going to kick on from him, it'll be now. With the, with the type mm. of talent we're bringing in around him, we're starting from scratch. So, you know, you know James Collins going out the door and stuff as well. There's no one currently in front of him. So he's got a chance to kind of prove his worth now in preseason, in in, in training and stuff as well. I'd love to see him kick on. I think there's a, a 10, 15-goal striker in there. Maybe yeah. even more if he gets the service. So I'd love to see him get a bit of game time. Because in flashes, he looked all right last season. You know, some intelligent running, some, you know, very close to being good finishes and things like that. It just didn't quite fall his way. So I'm hoping it's his
0: redemption season for sure.
1: Ben, would you bet on it being his redemption season?
0: You can't tell, can you? With city strikers, um, but like Thompson, you can see why we paid a million pounds for him. You can see what the potential is there. It's just down to him and us now to exploit. It. Sort of put the past in the past, move on from it. The subs issues, the Instagram, like social media faux pas, all of that needs to be put to bed now. It's a fresh, it's a fresh start for him, um, and hopefully he can kick on because there's definitely a player there. Um, it's good to hear that Steve Morrison was sort of bigging him up
1: after mm-hmm. the
0: game as well, sort of saying, look, his potential there, he, the shirt's there if he wants it. I think it wouldn't surprise me to see him be given the number nine shirt at the start of the season, sort of given, sort of say, look, this is yours now, go for it. You're... We believe in you, yeah. Yeah. Things like that like might not sound like a lot, but psychologically, for a player like him who's had a rough tie, it's not been easy for him. It's been a rough sort of start to his Cardiff career. Probably show would be a nice little show. Have gone. This is for you, even if we bring someone in, which I think we have to because
1: strikers, we we definitely need what we definitely need one, if not two strikers to come in. Yeah, we're Collins leaving totally. So, yeah, and he's going to go for going patches if he's if
0: he's scoring constantly till Jan, even between now and January, there's no way a Premier League team's not going to come sniff at him. So, you've got to be prepared to get someone into cover. But, um, yeah, I think it's it's looking good. This sort of team, the way we're playing, seems to be. The sort of way he'll thrive. He did really well at MK Dons, it's a bit of a different style, but he did well there. So he knows he we know he can score goals in a football playing team. So now it's just down to the rest of the players to probably give him that
1: service. Um, another player we haven't mentioned, Tom, um, is uh, a midfielder slash fullback, Tom Sang. Um, I think we saw the emergence of Tom Sang under uh, McCarthy when he I think he started a fullback in against Swansea, was brilliant at fullback, looked like a good footballer. He's been out on loan, where I think him and Steve Morrison fell out over his actual position. I think Steve Morrison believes he's a central midfielder, while Tom Sang said he thought he was a fullback and they've kind of fallen out over that. He said after the game last night, maybe Tom Sang should start believing he's a central midfielder. Played really well yesterday, looks so competent in that midfield. Is he someone you'd like to see get more game time? Yeah, definitely. I think I think
2: there's some truth in that, the fact that he saw himself as a right back rather than a midfielder. That could be down to a confidence issue. Cause you know you're going to be on the ball a lot in midfield. If something goes wrong, it stands out a hell of a lot more yeah. as well. So I think now he's gone away, played a bit of football, come back, and he's still got that manager's got the belief that he plays in centre midfield. Then great, because he is definitely a tidy footballer. He's he's tenacious as well. You know he, he gives that bit of bite that we've been lacking in some games yeah. over the last couple of seasons. So I'd love to see him kick on. But to be honest with you, we've gone from looking like we're very short of bodies in midfield. To now struggling Stacked. to pick the starting, yeah, the starting combo, which yeah. is really exciting. And like, we have got that kind of dilemma of where the hell do we play people? Like you mentioned, Gavin White and stuff earlier on. We also have like Joe Bagan popping up again in the box from absolutely. Got to the goal, didn't he? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> finish, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, like what? What even is a bargain Is he? Is he? Is he <laughs> a fullback? back? Is he an attacker?
1: What? what I think he's he? a wing. I think he's an old fashioned wing back, isn't
2: he? Yeah, exactly. So we've got some exciting players that we. I don't think we still know what to do with. So, we might have that bit of a transition period, first 10 games of the season, where we're still throwing people about and seeing what, what sticks. So, we, it's exciting.
1: Talking about the midfield, off the cuff, you know, without thinking, who's your midfield three to start the season? Tom, I'll come to you first, and Ben.
2: Um, Wintel, Sawyers, Rawls.
1: What, what about Rinomota?
2: They, they don't do this because this is, I don't know. <laughs>
0: all right, Ben, this is why we're doing it. That's that's the one I was thinking is exactly the same. Um, I think we need that attacking link between the midfield and the strikers to sort of bring it all together. So I think it, uh, Sayers is the perfect player for that. The other person I'd like to sort of play, see playing that more advanced midfield role is Colwell.
1: Mm. He's that's one lovely. I think
0: is set for that because I don't think he's a winger. He's not quick enough to be an out winger in his 4 3 3. I think he needs to play as
1: a 10 or the more advanced central midfielder. I think I'd go Renomoto Sawyers and Wintle as a starting of season three. I think Rolls is just a little bit behind the curve in terms of fitness. So he might not start the season, but I think as a, as a starting three, I think those, those are the players I'd go for. Who wants to that but I, I think Rolls, Rolls. will come back in, absolutely. It's I just, um, think who do you replace midfielder. him? Who do you replace though? All of a sudden, like we've gone from last year being like, well, of course he's going to play ahead of Pack. Of course he's going to play ahead of so-and-so. Now it's like, if Rinamoto and Sawyer start the season well and Wintle starts the season well, you can't drop any of them. Then you've still got if Eli King sticks around, if Tom Sang sticks around, if we you know it's it's all of a sudden, as Tom says, we've got bodies in there.
0: King's really lucky to miss out because Christ, he was good the last two games. Mm. I, and what do you do with King? Do you loan him out then? No, nah, he's oh. got to be in the first team. He's got to be, he's I sh- there was talk game, of him being loaned out this summer, that's all. If he's if he's if he's in and around the squad every game off the bench, get him involved because he looks absolute baller and just seems such a mature lad for such a young boy. Um, You've recently got like Abu Adams. Yeah, I, well, I, I obviously. I know he's, he's going to be out for three months. It, he, he has dislocated his shoulder with the thing, so he's gone for three months. But yeah, Christ, you come to a new club and you come into that. He, he came in, he was one of like two, three midfielders. <laughs> well, no, two you, at the time. You, he's one of our first signings, wasn't he? Then all of a sudden, yeah, he's the first one. <laughs> And then, yeah, you go from that and you're like, oh, Christ, um, don't actually
1: know where we're going to play you at the moment, mate. Part, part of me thinks it's a bit football manager where you get to January and you start looking at all the players who are out of contract at the end of the year and you sign them all and you just put in so many contract offers because you're like, I'm not sure if I'll actually get them. So I'll put the contract offer in. And then you get to that first day in, of the transfer window in July and 47 players join your club. <laughs> and you're like, uh-oh, <laughs> I'm going to have to sell someone. Um, talking about transfers, Tom, yeah. Um, good news today uh, the return of the mac uh Shea ojo has come back from liverpool two-year contract um sound sound solid business right
2: yeah i think we're being a little nostalgic with our what we remember of him he was great in periods but mm-hmm. there was there was a period where he went missing what i would say is in that season we were heavily reliant on a very small pool of players and i yeah. think now we've got that kind of depth that we're starting to sign He's the ideal person to bring in, it means that we can bring him in when we need him, we can rest him when he when he looks like he needs it, but it's solid business, it's another direct, quick, strong athletic player, and we can see what we're working towards, so now I, I'm really excited by it. I think it's really, really good business. Um,
1: Ben, we talk about the nostalgia of that season, it was a season where there were no fans, so we all watched games on television, uh, I think it was five goals, seven assists for Ojo, so that's what a direct goal contribution every sort of two, three, four games. Um it, It's important to, to bolster the squad with those numbers, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I think he's a really, it's a really, really sensible signing. He's not going to break the bank. He's on a free. He's got a point to prove. He's been here.
1: Yeah, it made all the
0: sense in the world to bring him in. I'm really happy to see him because we've now got the options that if he blows a bit cold, which all Championship bringers do, you can take him out. There's options there to bring him out. You can change formations. We can go to wing backs. There's options within throughout the squad, and he just adds to that. And yeah, it, it was weird. I, The club posted the video of all his goals, and it's really weird how eerie it sounds. You figure out how eerie it was when scoring goals. No fans there. It was bizarre, but yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing him. I'm
1: really excited, and I think it's a really. So another is, sensible move from us. It's just really sensible, and I, the thing I was going to say that's most sensible about it is that if we are going to play this 4-3-3 system, then all of a sudden you need two wingers in each position, right? So, and if all of a sudden you've got Tanner and Ojo in one, Isaac and Mark Harris in the other, Isaac and Ruben Colwell, whoever the other winger might be, all of a sudden, um, we've got these bolster positions and we've got options for once and i think that's the important thing because half the time we start a season going oh we still need one or two players you can actually see this unfolding and see where the player's going to fit in um you know got the mentions um oh, yeah exactly another wingers but he's not been in, he's, again it's partly because he hasn't been involved as much in the preseason yeah. games that so his name slips by um, but yeah all of a sudden we've got five wingers that we can play and i think you know, I think O'Dowdham might surprise people. I hope he does because I think he he is a nice footballer. He is a lovely footballer. It's just he, I think he blows blew a bit hot and cold at Bristol and it fell out of favour. So hopefully we can get the best out of him. Um, Tom, one player we have touched upon uh, a player who's leaving uh, to join another co- former Cardiff City player in Derby, uh, James Collins. Um, are you sad about him leaving?
2: Yeah, a little bit because I think there was some. There's a player there, like he's shown shown it for Luton. I think he might have benefited by this new style of football, but for, mm-hmm. for whatever went on, he didn't really play towards the end of last season. Um, it became quickly obvious that he was going out the door this season, and I really wouldn't be surprised if he hit some good numbers for Derby in League One, and you see him back in the Championship pretty quickly after. But, you know, I'm gutted on like, almost like a personal level for him, because that, that it didn't work out, because he comes across a good, a good guy, and a great professional... And from what you hear from people around the club... Is he, he seems well-liked. Yeah, he's well-liked. And you want players like that to succeed. But, you know, with what's going on, the long-term plans and what we've seen from the players elsewhere, from that side of it, you know, I think, I think it's solid business to get him out. He's probably one of the higher earners as well. So, you know, it, it, it's sensible once again.
1: Ben, do you think he's kicking himself that he came to a McCarthy-Cardiff side, um, left Luton just as they were about to embark on probably their best season um, ever? Um, and now he's moving down to League One to Derby. Do you think he's a bit dis- he'd be disappointed with how it's played out? Probably, yeah. He sort of when
0: he came in, we all sang it, it as like a signing that made perfect sense. It cover for Kiefer Moore come in, sort of look at getting into playoffs. And it's just it's one of those deals just hasn't worked for either parties, and it's a real shame because like Tom Zeller, he seems like a really good bloke, real good pro, and will do, no doubt do well for Derby. It's just one of those, it's not work for him. It's time to move on, sort of cut the losses. But yeah, it's just yeah, it's a shame really to see him go like that and not really hit the heights he should have, because there's a player there, there's a reason that he's been nicknamed the preseason Pele.
1: Mm. Um the, the the Derby moves that they've been making, by the way, Connor Hurahan in League One is an absolute. Madness. Mental signing. They've also signed David McGoldrick, Nathaniel Mendes Lang's gone there, they signed James Chester. um if that team doesn't get out of League One, then they've absolutely failed, haven't they? I fucking hope they don't. I hope they don't because
0: it's the same mistakes they made last time. Senior experienced players on big wages uh, thinking they're going to piss the league, and I really, really hope they don't. And then I sincerely, sincerely hope they go bust.
2: <laughs> they're, they're the type of sign ins that if we'd signed one or two of them, we'd be like, great business good to accompany the youngsters we're bringing in but as an approach of catch all you're just waiting for gary cahill to sign there or something like that as well aren't you because like it they've just gone after all big money like you said big money like season pros but we could probably do with the odd one like that before we start the season
1: i like to get an experience center back in yeah, as we say, that. the next question was going to be where do we need to strengthen? So, Ben, centre back, obviously, we've talked about strikers. Um, any more midfielders? Probably not. Uh, um, who have you got your eye on at centre half there, Ben? It's hard to find um, sort of centre backs, I think, would suit. It's
0: down to the scouting there. Um, I've got a striker in mind who I'd like to see us bring in is uh, Liam Delap. Yeah, on loan I think he, from Man I City. Think from Man City, I think would be a really, really nice sort of sign in. He's, he's looked good for Man City when he's played those few sort of appearances in Champions League and stuff um but yeah center backs it's hard to think of a player that sort of fits within that wage structure that's on a free that's a ball playing midfield that a ball playing center back you don't want to go back sort of the old hacks of someone like flint um but we need a senior player in it it's a a difficult one to work out who's going to come in and fill that hole to be honest so good luck to whoever sort of yeah
1: going for that um i was going to say something then tom uh about uh, something, it's disappeared from my head. Um, who? Um, oh, he said about Delap. Got it. Would we need to sign an experienced striker to go alongside him? Because would you want to be going into the season with Delap and Watters or Waters or Waters as your only two strikers? Or would you like to sign again? We talked about experienced centre half. Would you like experienced strikers coming alongside him, guide him al- along the way?
2: Possibly. I think I think someone mentioned Callum Robinson or something like that. And yeah, he's and, on his way
1: out of West Brom, I think, isn't he? Yeah, it?
2: exactly. So, like, that kind of makes sense. But to be honest, I wouldn't be that bothered by getting another youngster in. You know, we've got some a lot of loan opportunities still to come because mm-hmm. we haven't really... I know it's a little more difficult for Welsh sides now because we're treated as a separate country and all that, and we might get some scraps. But you can see why, for centre-back, for example, why we were linked with the likes of Brantley from mm-hmm. Everton, you know, a young, a young footballer, uh, footballing centre-half. And I wouldn't be surprised if someone like that did come in. Um, but, yeah, up front, I'd love to see an old head go up there, but I wouldn't be completely gutted if we were just left on exciting youngsters, like someone like Broadhead or something who's been at Sunderland. I think he would, again, would benefit from the style of play that we're looking to play. He benefited from that at Sunderland and he was a bit unlucky with injury. So, I, I yeah, I don't think it necessarily needs to be an old head, but, it, again, it would make perfect sense if he did bring just one or two to go along with that exciting squad that we're building
0: now we've got rid of Murphy. we were bring us a whole back then is what you're saying uh not a chance <laughs> but um i i wouldn't be
2: surprised if that would work like bring us a whole back i really wouldn't but then oh, again, he w- he's barely played is he at west brom 18
0: again, appearances three goals I laughed. but we all we were
2: all laughing when he went there we knew this would happen it was the most yeah. obvious thing to happen i i really wouldn't be surprised if we saw someone like colwell play a bit further forward and like we, we can't work out what to do with him but we know we want them on the pitch we kind of need a striker at the moment just put him up he's big he's not exactly a target man or anything but put himself about he knows how to finish why not try it
1: I, I still can't believe we've got eight million pounds for big
2: Ken's a hall absolutely well we nearly got more if we'd sold him to was it brighton just before they've million, 14, I mean. no it was 14 i think 14.
1: Um, I just had a little look and apparently Steve Bruce is taking a closer look at him. Um, why not sign Andy Carroll? He's on a free, isn't he? Or has he gone somewhere else? Yeah,
0: wasn't he, was he going to be...
1: Bruges? He was going to Bruges, but I think he failed his medical. Let's not. Yeah, yeah, shock. So yeah. you don't want him is what you're trying to say. No. Not, not to sure? it, the thing that blows my mind him, for Redding he looked all
0: right. Do you, you think of those two disallowed goals? Oh I know they were disallowed, but the goals he scored against yeah. Swansea for Redding. Fuck me! That you'll not see a better two-disallowed course. They were yeah. ridiculous.
1: Well, I think there's you know there's plenty of options there for, for us to bring in, and I think they will be scouring the transfer market, free agents list. I've had a little look on there myself. Pablo de is still available. Um, so I don't know if, if Steve Morrison could pull any magic there. Jesse Lingard's still on a free. Um, I think Diego Costa is available. Um, any one of those would be quite nice, wouldn't it? I love Diego Costa. <laughs> Imagine Diego Costa in the championship. That's- the, sh-
0: the biggest shithouse in the world of football and the biggest shithouse league is just a match made in heaven, isn't it? It's
1: just going to be carnage. I'd imagine I, him, like giving the Rotherham fans the big one after a goal. I just, love it.
2: I see him fighting Morrison within two weeks.
1: Yeah, I'm, true, here,
0: for, I'm, I'm here for that. Every bit of Coster at the club, I'm here for. Just, I just fucking love that. It would be incredible.
1: Right, moving on to the Twitter questions. Uh, let me just make sure I've got them open so I can read them out. The first one from Mac, Mark Carter, I'm going to call him Matt Carter, Mark Carter, friend of the pod, with Ojo and potential other new faces arriving before the season starts, how do you see players like White, Waters, EDC in their futures? Will they be involved a lot as squad options or will they be happy or will they be happy with that, just do you think? Tom, can you see people like Kevin White and Waters being happy with squad roles or do you think they want first-team football?
2: I'm not sure. I think, I think they'd be happy if they were regularly coming off the bench and getting on the pitch. I, I can't see them being too happy if they're just, you know, getting the odd oh. game every five or six games, um, because that they're just going to stagnate. And the Gavin White's been thrown in you know, a move from pillar to post for the last few seasons, and I I, I don't think he'll be here in a few weeks, Gavin White. No. Um, no, to be honest, as much as he, he showed a little bit of something. I think we're more likely to take a gamble on what is, and I think I wouldn't be surprised if he started the first five games of the season. But I, I just can't see Gavin White playing.
1: Gavin White, White, White. Uh, still not a genius, says, very happy so far. I think it's impressive the squad we've built, given that we've not used any loans yet. Gonzo McKenzie says, need a striker with some experience and a centre-back who can organise and lead. Really miss Mozza there. Also need to sell a couple of players realistically. Three keepers can't all be number one and don't want unhappy players spoiling team morale. Ben, five keepers, luthera Ratcliffe, Phillips, Alsop, Alnwick. What do you see happening there? I think we've got a clear first two, Alsop and Alnwick. What's going to happen to luthera What's going to happen to Ratcliffe? What's going to happen to Phillips? Well, it sounds like Ratcliffe's under
0: the same thing as Sean Morrison, isn't it? I think he'd done his crew shut towards the end of the season. So he's under a duty mm-hmm. of care with the possibility of in a new contract. So he's sort of not really counted. It's Phillips, I think, needs to go for him. He's not going to get a look, and I don't think it's clear from the team selections yet last night that he's probably not there and I'm fine with him going uh, Luther are probably playing the 23s and sort of stay there but yeah the first two are established and it's a fight between those two who gets the shirt so yeah Phillips probably move on Ratcliffe might get a new contract but it wouldn't surprise me to see him move on end up somewhere somewhere like Newport because
1: he had a new up- contract as much as a GTK I thought he signed it another year I thought I he, was he was offered terms year. was he offered any terms because he should have in theory left
0: yeah, but he's same with, he's he's got the same thing as Sean Morrison, due to your care, because he's injured. He might have been, he might have signed that extension then, maybe, but I thought he was, uh,
1: from what I think it was an article, Glenn Williams said that he's. Uh, yeah, because yeah. I thought he was in, yeah, I thought he was on his way out, but. There we go. Benefactor, Reno and Tanner are hopefully going to be standouts for me. Hopefully another experienced centre-half and definitely an experienced striker. I'd take Hugo back if available and another up-and-coming striker. I'm currently in a 14-degree air-conditioned van, so I'm okay. Um, It's nice for some people. Um, He is ginger and we know what happened to him. He would fry in the seat. So my thoughts are with you, Benny. Hope you're well. Hope you're well. Hope you're well. Hope you don't die. Um, Rob Bell Rob we now have six midfielders Re- Reno Wintle Riles, Adams Sawyers and Ruben Colwell but was very impressed with King Sang and Joel Colwell in two friendlies what do we do with them Tom Joel Colwell can stay with the age grade teams but the other two need to be playing or loaned that's the point isn't it Tom for someone like King he probably needs to kick on and play a bit of football now do you if the, if if he's not going to get first team football immediately do you loan him out for 6 months bring him back in January and see what happens yeah, I think so. I think you,
2: you wait the first like, few games of the season. Yeah. You know, you might have a few injuries. You don't want to be too hasty with it. But if he isn't knocking on the door, if he's not getting regular appearances yeah, there's there's no harm in going up to a League
1: One, League Two club, getting some football under his belt because that's only going to benefit us in the long run. James Roberts, early days but the last two games have been very encouraging. Thought Oli Tanner looked good last night, had more end product. Also, Elon King is going to be a special player, looks so comfortable on the ball. Striker and centre-half, I'll be happy. Kit's lovely. Um, benefactor again, I don't know how this tweet got separated from his first tweet, proper love the new kit, the patent in blue bazaar. Bloody brilliant. Very excited about the away reveal whenever that will be. Please don't be pink. Black and yellow, please. What's wrong with the pink kit? Real men wear pink, Benny. I'm wearing a pink shirt right now. Steve Day. Bloody love Ojo coming back. Agree with other replies that we still need a centre-back and a striker to support Watters, who I still feel we should invest game time in the season. Adamant he'll get 10, 15 goals at least. Harry Spindle. Ojo should be a good addition. Liked him last time. Worried that we're not really looking for a striker or not being more public about it. At least pre-season has started. Well uh, Well and truly summer is here. Tom Lewis, very happy to get Ojo back. We definitely need a striker. Callan Robertson would be my first choice, but might be too expensive. Young Colwell, Eli King and Tanner have been the most impressive so far in preseason. The new kit is banging, except for the dodgy collar. Chris Peplo, yes, I think the crowd being behind Ojo will certainly make a difference due to his last behind closed doors. Standout player so far, Tanner King. Jamalu Collins reminds me of Cohen Griffiths. That's one for the old heads. Hoping White has a decent season. Ben, do you think... Who would I ask the last question to? I think it was Tom, but I'll go for you this one, Ben. Do you think the crowds being back will impact Ojo, give him a bit more oomph?
0: No, I think so. I think he's the sort of player that will get, like, another classic City player that will get fans excited. So, yeah, it's going to encourage any player. We saw good spells from him, but I think it's going to be much easier if you give you that a little bit more when you've got 20,000 people giving you the encouragement you need. And, obviously, being where he was last year, He's not going to get booed for taking the knee. So it's a win-win for him, isn't it? That's why we signed
1: Marlon Romeo as well, wasn't it? Because he yeah. got booed for taking yeah. the well, he did get booed for taking the knee, he got booed for the the, the the salute he gave. Um Tom, do you remember Cohen Griffith? No,
2: that is before my time. I am aware of Cohen Griffith, but no, I don't.
1: Yeah, my dad used to my dad does rave about him still. Um, benefactor again how's he keeping popping up chuffed with ojo think he's the best loan spell was with us sporadic brilliance just needs to find some consi- consistency and at a new permanent home i think he can do that looking well stocked on the wings now steve grant replied saying we were having a similar conversation earlier at home about his consistency point was made that this will always be the case with someone available from free consistency you're looking at 13 million pounds for someone like wilson ojo had 12 goals involvements here which is a decent return you and barber happy with ojo coming back still need a striker and a center back prefer preferably a left-footed one kits are nice and it's bloody boiling. Um, left of centre, we need a quick striker in the Chopsdale mould, a centre-half that has presence and culture, tavask I know, and also a few loans that would bring in a young busting centre forward and possibly another winger. Tom. A striker in the Chopsdale mold, cardale for those who don't remember Carldale. Um, that's Watters, isn't it? That could be Watters.
2: At first, I was trying to work out who Chopsdale was. And then I realized there was two separate
1: people: <laughs> Michael Chopper and Carl Dale. Together, they're <laughs> Chopsdale. It sounds like yeah. a um, almost like a detective show. Chopsdale Enterprises. I'd watch it, but um yeah.
2: I think yeah, Waters could be. I think Isaac Davis as well. He's yeah. clever off the ball. We've got busy strikers that need service. So yeah, hopefully, what we've already got can turn into that. But when we keep hearing we need a striker, we need a centre back, and I was thinking about it, oh, you know, do I have a different opinion? I don't. It's bang on. It's, it's pretty obvious what we need. We need a centre-back, yeah. we need a striker. So, yeah, someone like Chops, like half the player of Chops would see us finish significantly higher than we did last year.
1: Half the player of Chops, so a chop. That'd be a very small player. Yeah, a chop. Um, ben, is it, is it good from our recruitment point of view that we know what we need to fill now? Like, you know, there's no obvious gaps apart from the two obvious gaps. Yeah. So that's a good thing, isn't it, that we've, we've been able to plan and, and, and do the quite meticulously. Yeah, I think it's key that it shows there's
0: been a plan for every single bit, which, again, for years we've spoken about is what is the plan. These players have come in and seemed like they were just are presented to the club and we've gone, yeah, fuck it, we'll have him yeah. for a long, long time. Now, this identity, this plan, this just thinking long-term, every player that's come in makes sense. So we looked at midfield, like got a couple of youngsters in, and we thought, right, we need a bit of experience, sort of more senior players to go alongside that to complement that. So that's when you get so easy and that's when you get rid of Motter in. Um, yeah, it's just all just made sense, and the puzzle's just there. Hopefully now, which I'm sure it is. the scouting team definitely won't have just got these eleven players in and gone. Oh, that's it. We're off. The, the The puzzle's still being pieced together, and I think the last two pieces. It might be a case of for a striker. It wouldn't surprise me if it's sort of a, towards the end of the towards the end of the window we get a player in on loan. That might be the case now because we've still got a,
1: what's it, five loan slots available to us. Yeah, so, I think I, I need to look into that loan thing because what I could see from some reading around earlier is that apparently the changes don't take effect just yet. It's just they're planning for the changes to take effect. So I need to be, be clear on what the loan thing is because it still doesn't make sense in my head. But I, th- I think you're right. I can see players coming in late in the window when when squads, especially at Premier League level, start to take more shape because their season. Don't forget the you know our season starts in. Effectively two weeks' time. The Premier League season starts a week later. So everything's kind of brought forward this year. So if there's players who are out on, you know, out of the squads by July August the seventh, they could be on loan with us but by mid August and we're we're ready to go then. James Collins just been announced by Derby. James Collins has gone to Derby. You heard it here first on the podcast that you'll listen to tomorrow, about 12 hours after the, after, the announcement. <laughs> um, the next question was from Dan Lowe. When will it be released, lads? Well, by the time we answer this question, you'll be listening to it. So um, no. I said first thing tomorrow. Yeah, now. Uh, Alan Griffith, Ollie, Ollie Tanner is a baller. Jake, I liked Ojo, and maybe now we play football. That will help him too. And that's a good point, isn't it, Tom? Because last time, obviously, he played in a Harris system to start with, then he played in a McCarthy system, and I don't think anyone looked good in the McCarthy system.
2: That's so true, and happy birthday to Neil Harris as well. Happy, happy birthday to Neil Harris. Harris. Yeah, but no, oh, I think you're, I think you're right. Like I think the type of football we we're looking to play would definitely benefit him. Like Ben touched on earlier on, um, he'll benefit from people shouting from the stands. You know, if you're a yeah. winger with a ball at your feet, and, we, and you know we're shouting to take a man on, you're more likely to take a man on. So I think like we might see a more direct, and more even more attacking ojo than we did last time. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited by it. I really, really am. I, I this is the most excited. Not that I sound it. But it's the most exciting I've been going into a pre-season with Cardiff for a long time just because we don't know what's going to happen. and it's. But it doesn't seem negative at the moment. Everything's been done with sensible business and I'm fully getting carried away with it all.
0: Ben, um, were you going to say something? Nick? Yeah, I was just wondering who Ojo is going to upset by not squaring it to and scoring <laughs> scoring instead. Because Kiefer's face when he scores that. Like, is, Pre- is it Preston? It's Preston, it yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Against against that's Preston. still one of
1: the funniest parts of that season with him doing that um couple, final couple of questions george lccfc off topic but thoughts on the heat i fucking hate the heat i'm not sleeping very well i'm very agitated andrew parsons replied to him saying the heat can fuck off too hot for my liking um oliver reese slightly concerned at our striker options with collins on his way to derby that effectively leaves us with waters isaac davis harris which is a little bit daunting who realistically would you like us to go for in that department david davis replied to him and said Kroll looks good then you obviously mentioned your man um delap from man city um i don't really know who i'd like to go for in the striker department i like the idea of callum robinson but do we need a bigger striker to come in to to potentially act as a target man if we ever want to play that option yeah it's always nice
0: to have options isn't it um i mean Keith or Moore? <laughs> <laughs> yeah no bring him back we're past it now
1: I forgot about I don't who, even know though. who's a good striker. I tell you, one player I would always like. Sorry, Tom, I'm cutting across you there. Um, I like Johnson Clark Harris from Peterborough. He's a bit of a flat pack bully, he scored a lot of goals at League One, didn't do it at the championship level, but Peterborough were pretty woeful last year. But I think he would cost too much money. He was dog shit in the championship as well, though. He offered nothing. He was, but Pete, Peterborough were terrible in the championship yeah, last year. So that's that's uh, if, if we could get him for good money, it's a calculated risk. And he's a big, he's a big boy. Um, but I don't really know beyond that who what strikers exist anymore. What strikers are good at this level? That lad from Hills
0: Moore's gone to uh, Huddersfield, isn't he? So that rules that out for an easy link. He's to just press.
1: six foot nine. He's shite. Like, he's awful.
0: Like, Absolutely awful. I watched him in the
1: playoff game against. He, he is, but he was even bad in the playoff game. I don't know why they've signed him. He's just tall. He scored.
0: He scored in the fair final, but was dog shit as well. At the same time, it was really impressive.
1: Okay, I'm just going to Google Championship strikers because I'm at a loss. What's, but, uh, well the thing exactly. is right? we't we we're not in a position to nick strikers off anyone
2: else anymore. I think no. so like that's why I've been quite excited by the business we're doing with. There's been a bit of thought we've gone abroad, we've gone lower leagues and stuff yeah. like that, and that's where our answer' is going to be because we can't afford to kind of pay for proven strikers. We're going to have to either get people on a free and pay a little bit more in wages or gamble on people lower down or use what we got.
1: Um, the one player definitely. I was disappointed about we missed out on was Tyler Roberts. I don't think yeah, he's a 30-goal-a-season striker, but I think he would have done well in the system we yeah. seem to be setting up for. Completely agree. And I think he's obviously gone to QPR and they've obviously seen something there. He'd be good for 10, 15 goals at this level, I think. Yeah, I think that's sort of what we're going to be expecting. I think we've got goals around the team now.
0: I think last year, up until January, all our goals were in Kiefer Moore, being assisted yeah. by Ryan Giles. We need to spread that. Around more, and we need a striker that can get to have fifteen goals. So, like I said, Roberts would be an ideal. I think he'd suit the style well. um It's a shame wages were an issue, and he sort of had to go to QPR. But um yeah, someone in that mould would be another nice sort of fit. It's exciting that we we're not just going right. Who's big? Who's got a good head on them that we can sort of lump it to? It's nice we're good. Well, they play nice football. They they they'd work well in this system, but they'd work well in that systems. So again, it just shows the development in this squad in a very very short space of time. <laughs>
1: A player I would I would go for is Harry McCurdy, um, Swindon town striker. He's a shithouse, he's a knobhead, but he scores goals and he winds people up. And I think yeah. he's he was he was quality for Swindon last year. He's got personality around him. Uh, my mate who's a Plymouth fan hates him, um, so you know he's probably quite good. But I think he got 19 goals for Swindon last year. And just seemed to, everywhere he went, he riled someone up to the point where they would boo him. Um, Lewis Graven on a free? Fuck, absolutely not. I don't want Lewis Graven. And um, the guy can bore off. Um, Tom, anything that you want to add? I take Graben, possibly.
2: <sighs> he was club Why? captain when Forest. I think like. What about he, Lyle but, Taylor? Oh no, he's no. That's another level of tosser. <laughs> yeah. But um, Grabben, I'd think about genuinely. I think he would be on too much money. But like, he is that type of player. I don't think he play every game, but he'll come on. He's, you know, he's done it all before, and he'd be invaluable for younger strikers to learn off, just like the dark art the little subtle movements here and there how to get under championship defender's scheme i don't think it's realistic but i definitely wouldn't turn it down without finding out a little bit more
1: you want to grab grabbing i
0: take it i have not seen him linked with anyone either which is strange because he has gone from forest so he turned down a new contract normally you sort of see yeah. someone like that turn up and like sort of appear derby
1: yeah possibly yeah that's not a bad shout. Is it? To, move he has to move yeah, yeah. It so, doesn't have to move, that's the first consideration we say. Well, life, log- logistically, you don't have to move. Um, I've just, I just Googled
0: it. Um, Yeah, former Nottingham Forest striker, Lewis Garvin, set around former Aston Villa teammates, Conor Huran and James Chester of Derby County on a two-year deal. Yeah. Oh, there we go. He's also in talks with a
1: team in Dubai, Al Dehali. Of course he is. Uh, yeah, of course, yeah. I mean, I, I'd go out to Dubai for the money they're paying. <laughs> anyway, we actually need to think about strikers we're going to sign. But that's the end of the Twitter section and pretty much the end of the podcast. Um, we've talked through quite a lot of ground there, Tom. Uh, what was your favourite bit? Probably when I completely lost connection and my phone went
2: off. So I, I've really disrupted the pod today. To be honest, know mate, apologies. I
1: mean, they, I was disrupting it before it even started. So I think <laughs> it's two apologies there. Ben, is there anything you want to apologise for? Just existing. No, don't ever apologise for being you, Ben. <laughs> don't ever <laughs> well, apologise nice, for being you. That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me on this podcast. Yeah, no, I'll go back to... Our uh, normal service will resume next week. Don't worry about that. Um, thanks to everyone who listened so far to our first episode and this episode of the season. Do um, you like what we do? Twitter.com forward slash VFT Minion. If you want to give us some money for what we do, we don't do this for any sort of... Uh, monetary gain. If we did, we'd be fucking idiots because we don't earn any money off the back of it. But you can go to Kofi.com, K-O-F-I.com forward slash and We accept kind of donations just to help us with the running costs of the podcast. It's just simple stuff like licenses and all that kind of jazz. Um, like I said, Twitter.com forward slash VFTNinian. You can follow us there and keep up to date with all the nonsense we post on Twitter. Ben, snap verdict. Are we getting promoted this year? Oh, yeah, we're going up with champions. Tom? Like okay. Plucky eighth i'll go sixth <laughs> then all right thanks for joining me as always boys and we'll see you next week Bye.
0: they may not be that smart and they may not be that pretty but they like to talk about cardiff city it's the view from the ninny and
1: with views from the ninny and not shoes from the ninny and the view from the ninny I'm